Hi hi. I'm Joshua Simon. I'm Kennedy Sung. I'm Sam Joe. And we are the, the SG Boys. Boys, that little gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at the, the SG Boys, <laughs> season two. I like that. I like it too. <laughs> you get it too. <laughs> Please save it because we have a lot to talk about today. Yes. Because next week is oh, what do we have next week? Chinese and New Valentine's Year. Day. And Sam Joe's favorite. Sam Joe's favorite is Valentine's Fuck Day. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so it's Chinese New Year, Valentine's Day. All happening next week. Oh gosh. Why so much size? I am not super looking forward to Chinese New Year. I love. I know Chinese that Sam Joe's not very looking forward to Valentine's Day, but no, save yeah, it. But save who it. cares about Valentine's Day if you have Chinese New Year on the same weekend? Okay. You know, Valentine's Day, I don't know her. <laughs> but also, we will be sharing some questions from our lovely followers on Instagram. Hey, clap, 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 clap. Yay! <laughs> Stop it, okay, Sam Joe. Most of them are your cousins. <laughs> They always like your photos more yeah. than ours. Clearly, <laughs> Sam Joe is the most popular. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, what I was telling Josh, I was like, I think it's time for us to walk away because we got ego problems. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Why are you all even looking at likes on Instagram? Come on. That is Queen Bee Bee. How old are you? 23? Yeah, oh, wait. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Only one of us is below 30 here. <laughs> I'm still 30. (laughs) You know what? We have a very special message from Sugar and Spice. All right. Sugar and Spice is a virtual sexuality festival returning for the third time uh, for five days from March 23rd to 27, Sugar and Spice. 13 sessions consisting of a combination of presentations, workshops, and panels. They have a sexuality and TCM session, traditional Chinese medicine, a GLBTIA panel, meaning gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, intersex, and asexual. So a very, very diverse panel. Wow. She can spell. That's what she can do. And finally, they also have a panel titled Being Male. Nice. You know what this reminds me of? What? What? That song by Macy Gray. Sexual oh, revolution. I, I tried to say. <laughs> That's a good one, but because this is a virtual sexuality festival. Right. You know? So it's a, like a celebration of sexuality, right? Tickets go for $27 for the whole festival, and you can even snack a scholarship. And for more details about that, uh, visit sugarandspice.asia. Mm-mm. And everything nice. <laughs> Three gay men to do a gay podcast and we haven't talked about sex after like 11 episodes we will talk about sex at some point that's what you want what? taboo breaking <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're kind of like edging closer and closer to it right because today is about love but we're talking about very pure romantic mm-hmm. innocent valentine's love yeah. um, no lah I mean some people's valentine's very heated lah but um, oh. no today is not that kind of episode I, yet. Fe- I feel like that was a read he was, I, he was really shading me right there what? The top down <laughs> yeah. no 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 no. like we said that time with Paul on the episode that's called not just the two of us yes as we said on that episode love exists in all forms and that's okay Sandro you heard that <laughs> I don't know where this is coming from. I just want to eat my dinner, okay? <laughs> it's time for our brand new segment. Can I ask you a question? Dan Justin Peter Ass. That's a really cool name, by the way. Dan Justin Peter. DJP. What is an ideal representation of a same-sex couple in Singapore? What do you think daily life would be like? Funny impersonations and stereotypes are strongly encouraged. 
So do we have sort of templates of relationships that we look up to? Honey, if there was a template, I wouldn't be single. Thank you very much. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a really interesting episode for Sam Joe. Yeah. So I'll answer. Um, <laughs> I don't, sorry. <laughs> you answer lah. You are in a successful relationship. What? Go for it. Okay. Oh my God. I'll speak for myself, okay? Like, what's my ideal relationship? Yeah, of course. I'm perfectly okay with, like, being the... Um, I know it's not... It's not. I don't want to perpetuate that. Uh, but sometimes I just can't help myself, be it in terms of the way I grew up. Unfortunately or fortunately, what I'm attracted to is what I'm attracted to. Mm. Um, I hope, okay, I hope the people listening to this, like, they understand what I mean. Because Yeah, because we sure as hell don't. I do, actually. <laughs> Stop censoring yourself! Go! Go for it! Okay. I, I'm actually more than happy for them to say that, oh, I think Kennedy's the girl in the relationship. I like, you know, from afar, then I'm the shorter one. Oh my god, yeah, I'm the shorter one. I'm I'm the Disney princess, okay? I like everything like to be like that kind of thing. I like being the damsel in distress and mm. like having his arm around me at a bar and things like that and being slightly protective but not overly protective. And right. That's what I like. Huh? I like being treated like a Disney princess. The whole power play, the, the more dominant, more submissive. And some guys also really like being the more dominating, I guess, looming presence. Over someone who's much smaller. Like yourself. Why must you speak? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, like... I didn't feel totally comfortable saying what's ideal. Because I think what's ideal for me is not what's ideal for Sam, Joe, Joshua, or anyone else. Yeah. yeah. There's too many variables. If I was being very mathematical about right. it. Yeah, I think some people like watch a lot of rom-coms as well. And they think, oh, I want to be the Sarah Jessica Parker. I want to find my Mr. Big. Or you follow certain celebrity power couples. How important it was for Britney and Justin to stay together. For Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie or Jennifer Aniston. So we think, oh, we want to... No? No, I'm, I actually think that Britney dodged a bullet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> actually, let me answer DJP. I kind of agree with Kennedy in the sense that different things will work for different relationships. But the one thing that always gets me and that I feel like I kind of long for, sometimes you're walking out on the street and you see this old couple and you're walking behind them and they're just holding hands and you know that they've been married for like so long yeah. and their hair has great and they're both hunched over together and they're holding hands and supporting each other. Yeah. That to me is an ideal representation. Sadly, I guess older same-sex couple come in Singapore that's not. But so just what I'm trying to say is like it's a good representation and something like to aspire for. Aspire towards like right. even if you're in a same-sex relationship. I get that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me of this line from Winnie Houston's My Love Is Your Love. Mm. You know, as the years pass us by, we stay young through each other's eyes. You know, Aww. we maybe we haven't had a lot of gay couples to look up to um, and, and hopefully we get to be that template for the next generation, for Kennedy's generation. Especially if you're talking about local gay couples to look up to, um, I think it's quite difficult because sometimes I do question like beyond the veneer and the polish of Instagram. Yeah, very, very important point because mm. we look at social media sometimes and we see these couples, mm. oh, why can't I have that? And I won't be in love or in a relationship until my relationship looks like that, until we can take a mirror selfie. Uh, at the gym or something like that. I'm just, I'm not oh, knocking oh, anyone. Oh, I'm just, oh, I'm just oh, saying. Oh, oh, oh. Um, one more question here. Can I ask you a question? Okay, so Joel wants to know, this is only directed to one of us here. Uh, Joel wants to know, where does Sam Joe get his joy? Whoa. Hi, Joel. Or Joel. How do I pronounce your name firstly? I, I usually say Joel. <laughs> Joel. Like Billy Joel. Well, yeah. yeah. Where do I get my joy? Where do you get it? You are very, very joyful most of the time. I got it from my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I think I present as a very cheerful person 
But I have to be very honest, like, and these two guys here sitting with me know it. I don't wake up happy every day. Uh, we all have our demons. I always remind myself that when I look in the mirror, especially, I'm on this earth for a finite amount of time. Let's just make it count and let's just make the most of it. And that's, and I'm an extrovert, so I actually get a lot of my joy from seeing other people yeah. and like spending quality time with, with the people I love. Okay, I hope I hope you find joy as well, uh, Joel. I hope you bring as much of that to the table as possible. Just to help Joel out here, if he wants to be as joyful as uh, Sam Joe, is there any tips that you can offer him? Perk up a little bit. What would you say? Oh my goodness, the pursuit of happiness. <clears throat> I would say what always gets me bouncing in the morning is like listening to a good song. Mm. So sometimes when I'm just brushing my teeth or getting ready and I want to get psyched up for like my long day ahead, I will just play a song that, a comfort song that I really like. It could yeah. be, in the morning I wake up, <laughs> before I put on my makeup, makeup. say a little pray for you. you. <laughs> I would play like Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves. If I'm feeling oh, vengeful that, song, that day, yeah. I'll play Sorry Not Sorry by Demi Lovato. <gasps> if I'm feeling like a drunk bitch who's hungover, I'll play TikTok by Kesha. That's a classic. You know, no, right. but actually, I let the music enable my mood. <laughs> Right, I like right, to right. indulge in the music. Right. Yeah. And so now we got to talk about the issue. <laughs> Is it an issue? I feel like <laughs> I'm excited for Chinese New Year and Valentine's Day, actually, guys. There's a lot of things that I guess a lot of people don't like about these two festivals. Number one, Valentine's Day. I guess not very pleasant if you are single, uh, which we'll get into. Two of you, don't worry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and okay, and hear me out. Um, number two, Chinese New Year is. I'm sure all of us can relate. You know, all those questions about oh, when you're gonna have a girlfriend, when you're gonna get married, anything for a lot of LGBT people. So a lot of these questions that sometimes are very uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm. Well, I see. The thing is, I usually dread Chinese New Year and Valentine's Day, but after the year that we have had, I kind of like it. I feel like we're we're getting a second New Year experience the more festivals the more happenings activities around the better for me otherwise it just gets too mundane like you know we go back to that 2020 episode where singapore was a ghost town the very fact that we can celebrate these things i feel is i feel it's great and why not mm. i'm pretty josh chill. the silver linings playbook <laughs> <laughs> okay meanwhile yeah. okay but a for dark me cloud over there i guess one thing i've never enjoyed about chinese year is always that <sighs> It's really always that, that same question that when are you going to get a girlfriend? And then every year, it's the onus is on me to lie my way out of it. And it doesn't feel good lying to your family members, right? You know, right. to your uncles and aunts. And because I'm in an awkward position where if you um, Google my name, <laughs> certain things come out. So I'm always stuck with the, yeah, maybe if the older ones don't know, I, I, I can pretend they don't know. But I clearly feel like the younger ones, my cousins, know. Mm. I try not to look them in the eye. I don't, I don't think about whether they know or whether they've outed me to their parents. Um, Chinese New Year, to me, feels a bit like a second circuit breaker. What? I know that's a very strong thing to say. Something related to the previous episode, I talked about my coming out, right? I'm actually very, very reserved when I'm around family members. I actually tone down a lot, a lot of my expression, a lot of my isms, if you would call it, to prevent myself from getting outed. So, you know, things like, if I'm excited about something, yeah, um, that's that's nice. You neuter it's all that. so toned oh, down to the point where you don't even think I'm excited. Sometimes going in is just waiting to get out. Right. That's and where you get your resting bitch face from. Yeah, because like yeah, no, yeah, no, no, it's, <laughs> right. it's true. It's true well because, rehearsed. Uh, it's well rehearsed because the resting bitch face is sometimes the coping mechanism. Is like, to me in my mind, it's a neutral face. 
it's my poker face. Mm. It's the face that I know that my aunt is not going to say like, I'm too fruity or like, you know, that became an unfortunate ritual after I discovered clubbing and alcohol. Like 20, 2018. Um, on the third day of Chinese New Year, I went to One Altitude the Club. After the club, I felt very, very alone and I was just quite drunk. Uh, I went to a hot pot place alone, you know. I went to Beauty in a Pot alone. And I just had a $40 meal hot pot of lamb shoulder and mala myself. Mm. On the third day of Chinese New Year, how depressing. I spent like almost like, I think $80. Yeah. Uh, And I just went home. And the next morning, I just felt more shitty about myself and I was just happy that Chinese New Year was over because it usually only lasts for like three days. Every mode of expression feels police. And there's restrictions this year. You know, obviously, I want people to have as good of a time as possible. But at least for people like me, it is a bit of a sigh of relief, lah. You know, that I don't have to do so much visiting and having to be in that pressure. So for those of you who are listening and you're wondering why is Chinese New Year such a big deal for us here in Singapore, if you celebrate a Lunar New Year, uh, you have to do this thing called house visiting. So you go to like, usually you would start with your grandparents or your great-grandparents if they're still around, pay your respects, mm. wish them well for the year ahead. If you're not married, they will give you a red packet with money in it. Cha-ching. Cha-ching, ka-ching. Yeah. So yeah, on but the then, surface, it sounds like such a fun time. Yeah, and then you get free money. But the red packet always comes with like a lot of uh, baggage sometimes because if they're giving you a red packet, it means you're single. So that would inevitably open up the floodgates for like, you know, questions on your love life. Oh, so when is it your turn to give red packets? Because mm, you're married yes, with kids. You know yes, kind of yes. For me, growing up, even though I've been closeted and everything, Chinese New Year has always been something I look forward to. Any excuse to get together with the Yo clan, like my family is a, a huge part of me and, and I'm very thankful for that. But hearing your story, Kennedy, you're not the first one that I've met. Well, so many people go through that. That's why they come up with coping mechanisms. That's why you have people who pinian, right? Who run away from, uh, who travel during Chinese New Year. Yeah. When back when we could travel, uh, you have some people hiring like fake boyfriends or girlfriends. You know, <laughs> yeah. there are some services I mean, it that were provided. Off as a joke, but I think some people really, you know, yeah, like, you really it's hire funny, yeah. just as a dummy boyfriend, and then okay, you come and so that it gets your your grandparents off your back because you know they're always wondering when you're gonna have kids and yeah, things like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but sadly this year we can't go anywhere. So, you know, you don't really have like an escape plan, yeah. so to speak. Do you want to know my story? Well, yes, yeah, of know course. Your story. So, Josh, yeah. I mean, if you're comfortable. Um, sure. Uh, can you explain to the viewers who don't know like what your heritage is? I'm half Indian, half you Chinese. You said US though. Oh, oh my. Yeah. Okay. He's ready for TV. <laughs> you understand? Kennedy is ready for TV. We're going to keep this. Yeah, okay, Netflix okay. if you're listening. Yeah. Okay, we're ready for you. Yeah. I'm half Indian, half Chinese. Every Chinese New Year is always a little bit confusing because most of my childhood was spent with the uh, Indian side of my family, so my father's side. So my mother is adopted. The only other sort of relative that's close to us is the woman who adopted her, so my grandmother, right? After she passed away, Chinese New Year was a little bit strange because I would be spending it with my sort of blood relatives that I never really met as much. Mm. I might see a couple of them in church growing up, but I didn't really know a lot of them. So Chinese New Year every year was tough because there was a part of us where like everyone's smiling, you know, we're trying to be polite, but at the same time, we only see you once a year. There's no real connection 
beyond that one day. And for many years, uh, my mom would be so excited for Chinese New Year. She'll plan everything, you know, get all the new money, right? As you go to the ATM and get queue the new up. notes. For, for go the, to the bank yeah, and get the new notes. Fresh notes. Like my mom is super Chinese, 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 Teochew Chinese, right? So right. she's super excited for these things. And I, I guess the rest of us don't really understand it. Yeah. Oh my God, I love Teochew porridge. Love, yeah. right? Can Sorry, we... I'm very hungry right now. So <laughs> <laughs> I just, you said you're your mom is a Teochew woman. I just thought of Teochew porridge. Yeah. I'm sorry, auntie. I know you're more it's than okay. Teochew porridge. It's okay. I didn't mean to be so <laughs> reductive. I, no, no worries. Like, I love my I love my Teochew grandmother. So she actually taught me Teochew. So I can speak Teochew as well as I can Mandarin. So I can like, oh, take nice. no sa sing to break out that wallet. Wow. Good and job. It sort of hit me that this is her one time a year where she can meet her sisters that she didn't grow up with. However complex it may be, it's not for me to question or understand. I'm going to support her. So last year, uh, there was like a big fight because the condo was so big. We cannot find which block and all that. And I just said, wherever it is, I'll stay with you, mom. If everyone wants to go home, I'll go in with you. You know, I'm not here for the ang or anything. I'm just going to support you. We have a dinner, right? Reunion dinner, the Chinese New Eve. Our strange thing about our household is everyone that comes over, all Indian, and we all have curry. Yeah. But my mom will cook ngoh hyang. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's like my uncle and auntie also do ngoh hyang. It's so... Oh, I'll send you some. You send me okay. some. I think they have the best ngoh hyang, but... No, no, no. My grandmother's ngoh hyang recipe is the best. Really? Like, secret, secret. We have a few ingredients and then nobody does. Okay, I think... Do you make it from scratch, though? Are you kidding me? <laughs> We're a Teochew family, you know. Okay, very good. Oh, it's the purest, yeah. right? Like it's like it's like those. Oh, how do you make a mac and cheese? Is it from the craft box or is yeah. it from scratch? Yeah, we'll send Kennedy some as well. Yeah. I don't cook. Don't send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cook and then send it over. You, you fry can, it yeah. first. He'll stuff his face. Yeah, we'll fry it and then he send likes it over. To, yeah, he likes to keep his mouth busy. Mm. Ah. <laughs> yeah, so it's always a strange thing. All this Indian food and then one random ngohyang. No, I think that's very nice. Like, it's a very modern representation of what Singapore is. And and I think yeah. it's it's really quite beautiful. Like even from someone who doesn't like Chinese New Year. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I think it's 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 really quite cool. Yeah. My extended family, we take turns like, you know, having open houses, mm. right? So we'll you know, maybe today we're going to uh someone's place for dim sum. Mm. Okay, dim sum lunch. And then at night we will migrate over to another auntie's place for fried rice. Or if they come to my place, my mom and dad will always order from the same Malay store and they'll always order Lontong. And it's everyone's favorite, you know, it's an event to look forward to. If we go to like my uncle and auntie auntie's place, it's not hyang that they fry from scratch. Yeah, food, food really brings people together in Chinese, you know. Like, as a social activity, I have to say, the food is good. Yeah, up late at night, still chatting and everything with the cousins. Then we feel hungry. What do we do? We <laughs> order... Prosperity fries, <laughs> y'all. Hey, oh, it is coming back. I love it. It just yes. came back today. The uncles, they like to drink beer, right? Mm. And I guess I take the liberties with vodka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so whatever your poison, whatever floats your boat. Hey, yeah. hey. Um, I have a question, especially since this is our second episode following the coming out episode. Uh, now that you've come out of the closet, do you approach Chinese New Year different? Ooh. Can I share something? Yeah. Real time, okay. Okay. So like I, I recently shared to my family group chat that I started this podcast and it's doing really well and I shared the articles. It's so strange. It's almost like I have to show them trophies in order for them to know that I'm doing something. Like, hey, I'm doing this and also other people are saying it's good, which means it really is good and these are real publications to trust, you know? So that's kind of how it kind of works in my family. 
No one replied. And then I went home. Everyone's there. No one's talking to me. My sister's not talking to me. My parents, everyone's not talking to me. And usually I'd be like, yeah, I can't wait for Chinese New Year because I've been getting closer to my family. But for some reason, sharing with them, I guess reminding them that I'm gay again, very explicitly and saying that I'm proud and I think they also know that I just bought a pride flag from Prout that I intend to hang outside my bedroom window, given the recent events. I don't know. I think it's rubbing them a certain way. So no one is talking to me right now. Okay. I don't know how Chinese New Year is going to be. I think we can all agree that, you know, some people need more time. Yeah. So let's just take it as it goes. But if you don't actually have that conversation with them, you'll never know. Dude, I was so close to like... So I stayed up till 4am looking for places to rent. What? Because I was like dead serious about just saying, you know what? I get what you're saying and I, I get being optimistic and usually I am. But I've also tried so many times and like after a certain number of tries, you start to feel, because you feel stupid every time you try and then nothing happens, yeah. right? And then you reach a point where you're like, like what Kennedy said, fuck it. Kind of actually at that place right now where it's like, I've tried to be nice. I've come out. And then even after that, I try to build a bridge. I'm like hammering at it. And I'm saying, you literally just have to walk. Nothing, you know, just walk. And each time, it's you get pushed back again. And I'm I'm already out of the closet, but I'm still like constantly being like knocked back in. Like nothing, the closet never existed, you know? Sure. So it's, it's just after a while getting a bit frustrating to a point where I'm just like, you know, maybe actually moving out will help. Maybe just renting a place and getting away from them will sort of help them realize certain things. But I don't know how much of it is being divisive. I'm sorry that we're going on like this tangent where we're supposed to be talking about Chinese New Year. No, no, it's important. Yeah, it's fine. But I think it's a, it's Chinese New Year is all about family and it's all about, yeah. you know, those repairing relationships yeah. or like building on them or building the bridge, so to speak. But just to build on your analogy, since you love analogies. <laughs> yes, you have built this bridge, but you cannot force someone to walk when they want to sit. Of course, do what feels best and safest for you. Yeah. But the way I see it, if you move out, you are essentially like collapsing the bridge. Mm-hmm. Because there will be a different kind of, you're opening a, a whole new can of worms there. Yeah. By moving out, it can be very hurtful to parents. But it may also be a situation where the reason that they're uncomfortable with it right now is because maybe when you came out to them at that time, point in time, they didn't know how open you would be about it in the public space. Right. Accepting your child for being gay is one thing. Um, Then another step is being proud of your child for being gay. Being proud publicly of your child being gay is a different thing. And yeah. I think that I feel the moving out thing, I don't view it as a middle finger. Actually, honestly, if it can be a compromise between them still being in that first stage of at least accepting you and still loving you as a son but not being able to publicly overture about their pride for you, then maybe that's a middle ground and a compromise that works for everyone. I'm, I'm sorry to be petty, but like a part of me hopes that this dramatic thing will help them sort of realise that, hey, we need to address this. Because the thing about my family is that we don't address shit, right? Everything always, gets swept under the rug. Everything is just like nothing happened, mm. right? So sometimes you need to have a dramatic thing for my family. You need, unfortunately, an outburst for them to sort of look at something otherwise they'll just uh, so you're hoping to precipitate you want to move out so that they will initiate a conversation is that what you're trying to say you just yeah. want them to talk to you yeah so why do you even want to go through with the moving out just have that conversation just I say try, we need to talk like, that's the thing like I, I wrote it on the okay fine it's a chat right it's a mm-hmm. whatsapp chat I'll just have like a proper conversation but also it's very scary to do that which is so strange because you would think after coming out after going through all that that, that fear would be over I don't and, think that's strange at all I think honestly when it comes to families it's a very different thing you just freeze up 
You know, like yeah. for me, I just freeze up. Like this morning, because I was last, in the kitchen, the last, and I just froze. The last all twenty five years of your life, they've. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's different. It's yeah. Okay. And yeah. <sighs> What's your favorite Chinese near snack, everyone? <laughs> I cannot choose it. I know I was stuffing my face with pineapple tarts earlier. <laughs> I still haven't had dinner. Can you imagine? Okay, okay. Um, we, we will get you some food, but we have to discuss the other event happening next week. Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to know what love is. <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't have to be on Valentine's Day, right? Don't you think Valentine's Day is so unnecessary? It's a bit commercialized as the way um, yeah. modern day Christmas is. Yes, there are yeah. a lot for of non Christians. That's what I'm saying. You know, for non Christians who celebrate Christmas, that kind of commercialization of a of a of a day. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, you're in school, and then people are giving you chocolates, like you know, which are going to give you a sore throat. And then, <laughs> um, people are writing love notes, which is quite cute for a hot second. And then you realize that oh, the person is unrequited love, and then that's, you're like, fuck it. And that's... then. Let's pick on that. A lot of what? I know about the. I'm not done yet. <laughs> and then oh, you grow so, up. Someone's getting jumpy. You grow <laughs> up and you see everyone else, like, you know, you just having a random Tuesday out and you realize that why is everyone, you know, why are the restaurants full? And you realize that, oh, it's Valentine's Day because all the couples are happy and they're having their candlelit dinners. He gives her a rose and, like, which she's probably going to throw away anyway because actually she really doesn't like roses. She prefers, like, sunflowers. And then they're probably going to have sex and bang at night, like, you know, which is great. Best case scenario is like, you know, this goes on for a few years and they get married and they're a happy family. End of story. Worst case scenario, like, um, they forget to use protection and they end up with like a shotgun. That's uh, not the worst marriage. case, honestly. Or <laughs> I can think they, of a lot worse cases. Okay, or they get an STD or whatever. What? Or like, but what I'm trying to say is that why are we hyping up this... Like, you know, one day to celebrate love when love should be celebrated all the freaking time. Everybody say love. Well, <laughs> I, have a, I have an answer to that, right? I mean, you, you can argue as well and say Christmas can be every single day. Your birthday can be every day. And sure you can. Valentine's Day should be every day. But he's right. There is a level of history to Valentine's. However, that- what's the history behind Valentine's Day? <laughs> Don't try to do this debate with me right now. I think Sam we Joe. need a paging history yogi. Behave. Okay. History yogi. <laughs> Valentine's Day is just but one of the days where we focus on that sort of monogamous man and woman. Well, love. it's evolving, isn't it? It is. I mean, we have Valentine's Day every single year what as well. Is Valentine's All Day? the girls are like, oh my gosh, we're single. We're going to have a Valentine's Day, girls. We're going to get our nails done. Sam Joe's over it. He's punched out. I've unloaded a lot. So what do you guys think? Do you I mean you seem mm-hmm. like you both love Valentine's Day. You really give a big load. Were you edging for many days? <laughs> oh my Honey, God. I'm still edging. <laughs> if you think that's a big load. <laughs> In all seriousness, I have more to add on, but I want to hear, you know, okay. what oh, you guys that have sounds to like think. A challenge. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know if you guys did the same thing, but when we were in secondary school or primary school, we used to, for Valentine's Day, give flowers to our teachers. That's what I did, right? You go to the bookshop, you buy a flower, and then you go to your teacher, and they say, uh, Miss Tracy Young, happy Valentine's Day. You know, that was, so that was a sweet thing for me. I didn't sort of think of it that much. Nah, I never gave any flowers to any teachers. I uh, I think it was a bit inappropriate in our school because um we're in a boy school, right? So oh, if, right. if you okay. I was in a boy school, so if you gave a flower to a female teacher, then it like it looks like you're courting on her. We actually did um 
what did you call it? Oh, like the morning chapel service, right? In mission schools, Christian schools. So they will share the story of St. Valentine in terms of not just romantic love. They always harp on it. It's not just about romantic love and how to be kind to people and things like that. There was not a lot of love notes, actually. It was like words of encouragement to friends. Right. Uh, so they wanted to really maintain that friendship aspect of Valentine's Day, in my school at least. So that was how Valentine's Day was celebrated when I was growing up in school. I like that. And in my JC, I think... um kind of has a reputation for being a bit of a cliquish school, to say the least. Oh, um, right. Which one, like AC, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it kind of has a reputation to of being a cliquish school and like, you know, Just sometimes... Yeah, Sometimes there are a lot, a lot of pretty people and a lot of Heck hot guys, yeah. like, you know, like, hot guys, hot girls, and like, sometimes it's easy to feel like you're an ugly duckling and sometimes you dream of the day where you become this one. Uh, and that's how I felt the first year in JC, la, honestly. Um, Second year, what happened? Oh, second year I got a haircut. <laughs> no lah, no lah. It's, it's just that those very toxic school name confessions page, you know, where people be like, this person's so cute, that person's so cute, um, this person's so cool, that person's so cool. It's very easy, especially on Valentine's Day, to feel like I'm not someone who's deserving of affection and love because I'm not like all these hot people in school. I'm not a cool person oh, in school. And so I think right. that's where the student council stepped in. And I mean, great, honestly, great initiative. I may not agree with a lot of the things they did, but great initiative. I think it was nice that, and if they see someone sitting alone, they will actually go up with the bus game, like, hi, you want you want a cookie or something like that, even to someone sitting alone. And I think it's great. In the schools I've been, it's always through the lens of friendship and inclusivity. Not the way we understand inclusivity <laughs> today, but at least not leaving anyone out of it. Lah, How about know? now, though? Ew. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, um... Let's hear it! You're in the relationship while the rest of us... <laughs> My God, I don't want to be like the Debbie Downer. No, no, really. I don't want to be the Debbie Downer of like this whole episode. Like, you know, I knocked Chinese, you know, in my personal experience, I knocked it. From last year onwards, um, Valentine's Day will forever be something um, memorable and different for me. And this is actually alluding back to our episode where we had a message from Lauf. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, because... um. Yeah, my um, I had no, 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 no. I, I want to talk about it. Um, I had a friend who passed away on Valentine's Day. Um, and it's not my story to share about the details of this person's passing or like why Valentine's Day and things like that. But it's just I think now every Valentine's Day kind of reminds me of like, at least in the lens of love, that event has imbued me with a stronger sense of empathy. I think when it comes to fourteen February, anyone I know personally in my life, it's one day that it's not just reserved for uh, people in relationships. It's not just reserved for the person that I'm in a relationship with. It's reserved for anyone I care about, anyone who I want in my life for a very, very long time. There you go. It's a day of love. And however way you have been giving out love and from whatever source you're receiving love from, you honor it on that day. I mean, I, I've only had a couple of relationships, two relationships in my life. Uh, one of them we was the recent one. It didn't get to Valentine's Day. Uh, the, the one before that, we were 19, 20, 21. We didn't really know much about love or life then anyway. Um, but every Valentine's Day, I go between seeing couples and just wanting to throw stuff at them to me watching my favorite rom-coms because it's almost like it's a whole different world like when I I love watching Bridget Jones's diary I love watching like Bridesmaids and and like classics like The Wedding Singer Fifty First Dates and stuff so so it becomes my own little thing and I have like that scene he's just not that into you (laughs) 
Why did you gotta bring that movie up though? I love that movie though. <laughs> Do you remember that scene in Legally Blonde after the breakup at the start where Elle Woods is in the bed and she's crying and yeah. she's eating a she's, box of chocolate? She's just stuffing, yeah, and, and then like, she's biting. She's the, she throws the box of chocolate at the TV. Actually, right, you know, right? <laughs> that's me. Now that you mention it, right? Actually, I guess that's one way that you can be involved in it, lor. It's it's just surrounding yourself in a community that at pause Valentine's Day all yeah, together just, and that's okay that's okay Sam Joe you hear that that's okay <laughs> no hello girl that's what I do every year what do you think I get up to on Valentine's Day okay so last year I was actually at an anti-Valentine's Day party okay, okay I think it is brilliant eh? yeah it's, and so that's the thing like a lot of these is it the pop tart one is it the eat me pop tart not, not pop tart oh. um, although I would have I should have gone right while I still could Oh, now you can't even. Now I want to dance, so I have to dance alone. Um, anyway, <laughs> or if you anyone wants to dance with me, you can you know hit me up. Um, <laughs> what? Okay, I'm single. Okay, what was I gonna say? Y'all distracted me. You always distract me. No. So in recent years, you notice that a lot of these um F and B businesses like they would have anti Valentine's Day themed right. like parties yeah. for all the singles, and I think that's actually great. For the most part, I take it as a time as just another day to like I would look at other couples and I would, okay sure I would feel four more but I would be very happy for them that's the truth like you know and for me like I would take it as a good opportunity to go hang out with my friends like this year I made plans with some other single friends and guess what we're gonna do we're gonna get together and have some booze and watch Bling Empire so you know <laughs> if you feel lonely on Valentine's Day and you don't have a date just you don't have to be alone just go find someone or you can be like Josh and Elle Woods and Throw chocolate at the TV. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, but whatever it is, I, I would say, I think Josh will approve. Yeah. You should always not give up on love. Even if True. it's just love for yourself. Loving yourself. I think that's True. the most important. On that day, don't feel like shitty about yourself. And like Madonna say, Living for love. I'm living for love. From the Rebel Heart album. Very, you know very song, underrated. Right? Yes, 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 yes. Come on, Kennedy. <laughs> also, <What>? if we... <laughs> Goodness! Also, we circle back to you answering uh, Joel's question. Waking up in the morning, realizing you have one life. Valentine's Day, still a day. So whether you are going to observe other couples and just be happy for them, good karma points, or if you want to do it in the other way and just burn stuff that people have given you in your life and start fires. I got a picture to burn. Yeah, all right, so for all the arsonists <laughs> listening, yeah. whatever it may be. Metaphorical arsonists. Yes. yes oh, please don't call me arson. <laughs> uh, just live it up, right? Yeah. The, the SG Boys. Boys. That little gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at The SG Boys. The beliefs, views, and opinions expressed on this podcast are attributable to its hosts only and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, organization, company, or individual.